What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Keeping Up with the Commanders. And for this week's episode, there's only one thing on the schedule, and that is it. It's the 2023 Sports Line mock draft. We've got all 32 picks in the first round. We got selections for each one of them. We also have a couple trades in here as well that I think could happen on draft night, or maybe it'll happen a few days before draft night. We will have to wait and see. But when this episode comes out, there's only going to be two sleeps until the NFL draft. And so this is the last episode before the draft. I'm going to have another one um, after probably the entire draft. So I won't have to do one every night, probably just after the entire draft, giving up a big draft recap for the Washington Commanders. But let, let's just start. The 2023 Sportsline mock draft will start here with the number one overall pick. The Carolina Panthers will go ahead and select on Thursday night. They're going to select. Bryce Young, the quarterback out of Alabama. I think this is a pretty obvious one at this point. I think um, he's going to go number one overall. That's what I, I know when the Panthers first trade for the number one overall pick, everyone thought it was going to be CJ Stroud. But then things have changed. Visits have happened for Stroud and Young. Tests have happened for both of them. And Bryce Young seems to be the pick at number one overall for Frank Reich um and the Carolina Panthers so it looks like Bryce Young will be the new franchise quarterback or attempt to be the new franchise quarterback for Carolina we'll move on to the number two overall pick the Houston Texans have it and I know there's been a lot of speculation will they trade it away I know recently Will Levis has become the new front runner in the, in the sports books to go number two overall but in this case I think this Will Levis thing is um is a uh it's not gonna happen it's a smokescreen because with the number two overall pick, the Houston Texans will select Will Anderson Jr., the edge rusher out of Alabama. So Alabama will go 1-2, one, one on offense, one on defense for the first uh, first two overall picks in this upcoming draft, in my opinion. I think the Texans, again, you're looking at a quarterback, possibly at some point. You've got um, Will Levis, I, I guess, or CJ Stroud on the board, but I think D'Amico Ryans, I think this Will Levis stuff is a smokescreen to possibly get a trade, the trade back maybe out of that number two overall pick. But I think Will Anderson Jr. will be the pick at number two. And there's a pretty big reason why I'll get to that though, when we get to the 12th overall pick for the Houston Texans. So Will Anderson Jr. at number two, at number three. Now this is where things start to get really, really spicy at number three. The Arizona Cardinals will be trading this pick away to the Tennessee Titans. So this is the first big surprise, you could say, of the um, of my mock draft. The first two, Bryce Young, Will Anderson, kind of chalk. But then at number three, the Tennessee Titans moving up from pick 11 to pick three, uh, the trade compensation. The Titans will be getting pick number three. The Cardinals will be getting pick number 11, pick number 41, and next year's first round pick for the Tennessee Titans, which projects to be a pretty high pick. So the Cardinals, who may or may not be without their first-round pick next year based on their ownership situation, will at least have the Titans' first-round pick for next year, and the Titans uh, this upcoming year are going to be pretty bad. So the Titans will be moving up to number three, and with the third overall pick, they will be selecting they, what they believe is going to be their quarterback of the future, and that is the Ohio State man, C.J. Stroud. So... Bryce Young at one, Will Anderson at two, and C.J. Stroud now to the Titans at number three. Uh, I think Stroud can possibly be um, the franchise quarterback in Tennessee. I know you have Malik Willis there. Ryan Tannehill, there's been rumors about the Titans possibly cutting him. Ryan Tannehill possibly being on the trading block. 
I don't think I'm going to make a bold prediction right now. I don't think he's on the Titans 53-man roster to begin this season. I think they're either going to cut him or they're going to trade him away to a quarterback needy team, possibly like the Houston Texans. I don't think they'll trade into division to the Houston Texans, but you know what I'm saying, um, to a team like the Houston Texans who need a quarterback. So uh, the Titans will be selecting what they believe is their quarterback of the future. They selected Malik Willis in the third round last year. But in the first round at pick number three, they're going to trade up for C.J. Shroud. Um, again, I think the Cardinals will trade out of this pick, whether it be to the Titans or whether it be to another team, possibly maybe the Colts moving up a spot, Lions, Raiders, Falcons, if they want a quarterback moving up to the number three overall pick. Um, maybe another team as well, maybe the like the Jets move up there to try and get a quarterback uh, if, if they don't get, if, if they're not able to trade for Aaron Rodgers. But, um, yeah, I mean, at number three, uh, the Cardinals, I'm pretty sure, will trade back. I just don't know which team will trade back with the Cardinals. But I think that is going to happen on draft night. So, CJ Stroud to the Titans at number three. At number four, this pick for the Indianapolis Colts has been one that's been solidified in my brain ever since I first scouted this prospect. At number four, the Indianapolis Colts will be selecting their, or what they believe is going to be their, franchise quarterback of the future, Will Levis, the quarterback out of Kentucky. So three quarterbacks in the first four picks, Young going number one, Shroud going number three to the Titans, and now at number four, Will Levis will be going to the Indianapolis Colts and Shane Steichen. So um, Will Levis to the Colts has been something in my head. I mean, it just fits, okay? It just fits. I, I don't really know how to explain it, but Will Levis to the Colts is like, I mean, the Colts are interested in Will Levis. They've sent their general manager, their Shane Steichen. They've sent a bunch of scouts to his pro day. Um, they've had multiple visits with Will Levis. It just fits. Um, Col the Colts are going to... It's like Will Levis. Will Levis, I gave a second-round grade on. I am not high on him at all. Uh, this, I don't think he's that great. I think there's a better chance that Anthony Richardson becomes a franchise quarterback than Will Levis. I'd rather choose Anthony Richardson over Will Levis any day of the week. But in this scenario, the Colts seem to be really in love with Will Levis and selecting him at four. And since Young and Stroud won't be on the board in this scenario at number four, I have the Colts selecting Will Levis. So Indianapolis gets possibly their franchise quarterback of the future among their division rival who traded up to snag CJ Stroud above them. So Will Levis to the Colts at number four. And then at number five, the Seattle Seahawks will be selecting Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle out of Georgia. I switched up my rankings a little bit based on what I had last week. I had Will Anderson, B. John Robinson, and Jalen Carter as my first three, as my uh, best three players in this draft. I'm actually going to switch that up. I, I, I think Jalen Carter is the best prospect in this draft. And even though he's had his off-field issues, which is the reason why I had him at number three and not at number two or number one, I, I think I watching this film again, he's the he's the most talented. I mean, I'm not maybe the most talented, but he's the best player in this draft class, in my opinion. And Jalen Carter is going to make an immediate impact for any team that drafts him. The Seahawks need to redo their defensive line. And I think Jalen Carter can be a big middle piece right in the middle at nose tackle for or, or defensive tackle for the Seattle Seahawks. So Jalen Carter... Um, in my opinion, is the best player in this draft. I would put B. John Robinson at two and then Will Anderson Jr. at three. So Carter to the Seahawks at number five. 
At number six, the Detroit Lions are in a scenario right here where they, where they have Anthony Richardson, the most talented quarterback of all time, in my opinion, on the board. And then you have also some corners. You trade away Jeff Okuda for a fifth-round pick to the Atlanta Falcons. So now you have Christian Gonzalez and Devin Witherspoon on the board as well if you want to select one of them. You have Tyree Wilson on the board if you want to pair up as a guy that can play both inside and outside on the defensive line if you want to pair him up with Aiden Hutchinson. You have many options here at six if you're the Detroit Lions. The option that I think they're going to go with with the six overall pick, the Detroit Lions will select Anthony Richardson, the quarterback out of Florida. So the four the four best quarterbacks in this draft all go in the top six, um, including one one team having the trade up for C.J. Stroud. But Anthony Richardson falling to number six to the Lions, I think this is the perfect fit. I think Jared Goff only has one more year left, maybe two more years um, with, with Detroit, and you can pretty much have like do what what you did with Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. You have Alex Smith start for a year, you traded him away, and then you started Patrick Mahomes, your top ten pick, the year after that, uh, as Patrick Mahomes was a pretty raw prospect coming in, and Anthony Richardson is a pretty raw prospect coming in. So I think you could do the same in Detroit. Um, with Anthony Richardson, and I'd love to see it. Richardson, Dan Campbell, the vibes for that team, that would really be America's team right there, the Detroit Lions, if they select Anthony Richardson. So um, that's who I have at number six. At number seven, the Las Vegas Raiders will take the first cornerback off the board, and that will be Christian Gonzalez, my favorite corner in this draft class um, by a pretty good margin too. So uh, Christian Gonzalez, the corner out of Oregon. I know I talk about him, I feel like, every podcast episode, but he is he's good. He's he's really, really good. I think, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely going to be in contention, I believe, for Defensive Rookie of the Year with uh, Will Anderson and Jalen Carter. It'll just be interesting to see how many sacks each of Carter and Anderson are going to get. But Christian Gonzalez will definitely be up there um, in the Defensive Rookie of the Year race. He's he's going to be a lockdown corner from day one for the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, this Raiders team, where their secondary is shambles right now, really. There's not there's not really anyone in that secondary. You have two good pass rushers and um, Chandler Jones and Max Crosby, but that secondary has been pretty bad now for the last few years. So uh, bringing in Christian Gonzalez to be a future cornerback one, I think, is a great plan. For Josh McDaniels and Las Vegas Raiders, again, personally, I think I've said it before, but Josh McDaniels, I don't think is that great of a head coach, but uh, he's going to go defensive side of the ball here for the Raiders. And so that's the pick at number seven. At number eight, the Atlanta Falcons will sprint up to the podium to draft this man. Yes, you have Grady Jarrett, but when Tyree Wilson falls to you at number eight, you have to sprint up to the podium and select him. I think... um, Wilson can play both inside and outside. Uh, I know you got Grady Jarrett there already, but like um, when you when you have Tyree Wilson, I think th- this could definitely. If Tyree Wilson is on the board at eight, I think the Falcons could definitely be receiving some trade calls on um, the trade back, and I think there might be a chance that they do because you, again you have Grady Jarrett there on that defensive line already. But Tyree Wilson um, to the Falcons, I'm just imagining that duo of Jarrett and then Wilson on the outside. So. Um, yeah, that's, that, that'd be a great duo. Again, you could go Devon Witherspoon here, but you also just trade for Jeff Okuda from Detroit. So um, I think the Falcons are pretty much done in possibly selecting a corner in the first round. So I think the Lions 
could definitely select a corner, but the Lions in their scenario, number six, have Anthony Richardson on the board, and so they go ahead and select him. And then number eight, the Falcons, you now have two corners, AJ Terrell, Jeff Okuda. Maybe you could select Devin Witherspoon in this case, but I go, I went ahead and selected Tyree Wilson, um, the defensive lineman. He can really play anyone on the defensive line at Texas Tech. So that's the pick at number eight. At number nine, the Chicago Bears. This is one of my most confident picks. If the if this is the way the board falls, or basically if those eight players all go in the top eight or whatever, I'm pretty confident in this pick. The Chicago Bears will select at number nine, Paris Johnson Jr., the offensive tackle out of Ohio State. Now, um, as some of you may know, I am not high on Paris Johnson Jr. I don't think he's that great. I don't think he's the best tackle in this class. I don't think he's a top three tackle in this class, but... Um, this is the pick at number nine for Chicago, and they want a left tackle of the future, so they're just gonna take a swing at Paris Johnson, um, who has again a pretty high ceiling, but I just don't think he's going to be able to hit it. We'll have to wait and see, but that's the pick at number nine. At number 10, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Super Bowl champs, again have two picks in the first round, number 10, and then at number 30. But with this number 10 overall pick, um, this might come as a little bit of a surprise saying that this guy's going to go kind of high, but I have the Philadelphia Eagles selecting Bijan Robinson, the running back out of Texas, the best running back prospect since Saquon Barkley. Um, again, if the Eagles don't take him here at 10, I don't think he's going to go until probably 20-plus. So that is something to keep an eye on. The Eagles could possibly trade back if they want to still get Bijan Robinson because I don't think they're, I don't think Bijan Robinson is going to be on the board at number 30 if they want him. But again, 10 is a little high. 30 is a pretty low uh, if you want to select B. John Robinson. So you need to be somewhere in the middle. I have them reaching a little bit. Again, in my opinion, B. John Robinson is the second best player in this class. But the way people treat running backs now, it's more of a rental, like a three-year, four-year rental. And then you don't really give running backs second contracts anymore. B. John Robinson Okay, B. John Robinson, there's a pretty good chance he's going to get a second contract, a pretty massive second contract as a running back if he can stay healthy in the NFL because he's just so good. But most running backs, you don't really get a second contract to. So B. John Robinson to the Eagles at 10. At number 11, this is where the Arizona Cardinals are after Tennessee traded up with Arizona and swapped first-round picks. So the Titans were at number 3, and now the Cardinals are at number 11. And at number 11, the Cardinals are still going to get a very good a defensive player. They, they would have gotten one at number three with probably Tyree Wilson or Jalen Carter. But they're still going to get a very good defensive player. And that is going to be Devin Witherspoon, the corner out of Illinois. So Illinois, their secondary last year, they have so many good secondary prospects um, in, their, uh, in their defense. But Devin Witherspoon is by far the best. He is the second-best corner in this class, in my opinion, and this is the pick here for Arizona at number 11. Again, they're, they may be losing Buda Baker. They haven't re-signed Byron Murphy, who's currently a free agent. Um, they still, I mean, they got, what, Marco Wilson as their starting corner right now, so they're in a pretty pretty um, bad spot in their secondary. Devin Witherspoon, ceilings of being a true quarterback one, dominant quarterback one, in the NFL, I think is he's the pick here at number 11. So that's the pick for the Cardinals. Moving on to number 12, the Houston Texans, who are back on the clock. Um, they selected Will Anderson with the number two overall pick. They have the number 12 from Cleveland. 
but they will select um, Jackson Smith and Jigba. They will not go quarterback here. They will instead go wide receiver, and they're going to go with Jackson Smith and Jigba, the wide receiver out of Ohio State. So um, JSN, he's my second best wide, uh, sorry, my third best wide receiver in this class. I had Zay Flowers as my number one, and then Jordan Anderson as my number two. So he's my number three, and I gave him, I think, a high second-round grade. I'm not as high on him as a lot of other people. A lot of people have him as their wide receiver one, but he's my wide receiver three. I have Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison above him. So uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba will be the pick for the Texans at number 12. They will not go quarterback with their with either of their first-round picks because, in my opinion, I think this Houston Texans team is eyeing a quarterback that's right now in the Bay Area, a guy that has a lot of connections to a lot of coaches in Houston, and that is Trey Lance. So um, I think the Texans at some point this offseason will trade for Trey Lance, and that is why they're not going to go quarterback here. Instead, they're going to boost the defense and then grab another weapon. Again, John Mechie seems to be back. Um, uh, he is, I believe he's cancer-free now, so that's great. Great news for Houston. So John Mechie will probably be back this off uh, this season along with, um, I'm just trying to think, they traded away Brandon Cooks. They really don't have any wide receivers. They got Nico Collins, I think, maybe still, maybe his contract expired. But, they, I mean, they got Chris Moore, I think. I, it's pretty bad for the wide receivers right now in Houston. So they're going to go with Jackson Smith, Jackson Smith and Jigba, who can be um, a great slot receiver, uh, basically a Monroe St. Brown, pretty much. So that's a, that's the a Texans pick at number 12. At number 13, the Jets, who are on the clock, I know some news came out that they were interested, so that they've restarted to negotiate again with the Packers for Aaron Rodgers. And I do believe that will happen on draft night. I think they're going to trade uh, for Aaron Rodgers, but I don't think this 13th overall pick will be involved. I think it'll be the two second round picks and maybe something else for Rodgers. But the Jets here, number 13, are going to boost their offensive line. And then it's like Peter Skaromsky, who can play both tackle and guard again. Um, he's more projected to be a guard in the NFL, but he can play tackle. He played tackle at Northwestern. So, uh, that's the pick at 13 is Peter Skaronsky for the Jets at 14. The Lions are going to trade up with the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots are going to do their classic move, the Belichick classic and trade back. Um, and they're going to move down to number 18. So the second trade of this draft, Detroit will move up to pick 14 and in return, the Patriots will be receiving pick 18, pick 55, and pick 159. So those are the three picks that New England will be getting back um, by dropping four spots in the draft. So the Lions are on the clock, and they're going to get a edge rusher here, and they're going to go ahead and select a guy who really stood out at the scouting combine, Nolan Smith, the edge rusher out of Georgia. So now you're going to have Ian Hutchinson on one side, you're going to have um, Nolan Smith on the other side. Plus, you're still going to have James Houston in there as well. So those are three solid edge rushers. Hutchinson, again, a top a top two pick in the draft. And then you have, uh, uh, you have Nolan Smith, another first-round edge rusher. The Lions are going to go back-to-back edge rushers in the first round. And then James Houston, a late-round steal last year for um for detroit so that's the pick at 14 at 15 another edge rusher will go to the green bay packers and i think this is going to be super funny because this guy should no way be going in the first round or maybe not even in the second round maybe late second round maybe third round probably 
but it's Keon White, the edge rusher out of Georgia Tech. So Keon White is a very interesting guy because he surprisingly got invited to Kansas City and will be at the draft in person. So I don't really know. No one really has him in the first round, I would say. Probably second round, maybe third round. But um, yeah, he got invited to the draft, which usually means that NFL GMs are higher on him than than like fans and uh, other people and analysts think that they are. So Keon White is kind of like the 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 Packers like like that that that's it kind of fits like the Packers and the picks that they've made in the past and um Keon White. So it's kind of a little bit of a questionable pick, questionable pick. I know last year in the first round they selected Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt. So two Georgia two Georgia defensive players in the first round last year. And then now they're selecting a Georgia Tech um, defender in Keon White to boost their pass rush. So a little bit of an interesting pick at 15, which now moves us to number 16, where the Washington Commanders on the clock. And I want to talk about this pick for a little bit because I think there's a really good chance that Washington trades back on Thursday night during the draft, just like they did last year. I think that Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew in their like pre-draft press conference that happened uh, last week, I'm pretty sure last Thursday, it was pretty obvious that the commanders are probably going to trade back unless someone unexpected falls to them at number 16. I think there's a good chance that they uh, trade back. But in this scenario, I think they're going to stay at 16. And in this, in this scenario, they're going to select Deontay Banks, the cornerback out of Maryland. And they're going to select him over Joey Porter Jr. And they're going to select him over guys like Darnell Wright, Osiris Torrance, uh, and some of the other guys. So, But over this last weekend, I've really looked at a ton of cornerback prospects. And Deontay Banks is my cornerback three, in my opinion. I think he's better than Joey Porter Jr. I wasn't that impressed with Joey Porter Jr. I think Deontay Banks... I'm on, I'm on that train because um, seeing him staying in the DMV area from Maryland to and College Park to now um, Landover, Maryland, and Ashburn. So um, he's going to be staying in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, and the commanders here are going to hopefully get a future quarterback one out of Deontay Banks. So that's the pick at 16. At number 17, the Pittsburgh Steelers are on the clock, and they're going to select the right tackle out of Tennessee, Darnell Wright. So Darnell Wright goes right after um, the commander's pick. I think the Steelers here, they could really go between Joey Porter Jr. and Darnell Wright, but their offensive line is just so treacherous that I think Darnell Wright is the better option. Now, you could get, oh, hey, the Penn State ties. I know last year they selected Kenny Pick in the first round from Pittsburgh, and now they're staying in Pittsburgh, and I could do that this year too. I know popular pick for a lot of Steelers fans is Joey Porter Jr. because he went to Penn State. But Darnell Wright, they, they really need to fix their offensive line, and I think offensive line right now is a pretty much a, be- a bigger need than that secondary because you still got some guys in that secondary, but their offensive line is pretty bad. And so Darnell Wright, who's really uh, rose up a bunch of dra- a bunch of people's draft boards recently, and I'd expect him to go within the top 20 picks, is going to go here at number 17. So Pittsburgh hopefully gets the right tackle, or maybe you move him to the left tackle at some point in the future, um, Darnell Wright. So now we go to pick number 18, where usually the Detroit Lions will be. But in this scenario, the New England Patriots have moved back four spots. So they will be picking at number 18. And this is where the Penn State corner will go, Joey Porter Jr. So 
Um, I think Joey Porter definitely probably is ceiling to me is pick number 16. I don't think NFL teams are that high on him. I think he's still going to be on the board when Washington selects. I think it's really going to be Joey Porter Jr., Deontay Banks, and um, maybe Darnell Wright if he's available. I think those are three of the guys that will that Washington will be looking at at pick 16. Because um, if Christian Gonzalez or Devin Witherspoon is on the board, I don't think we're trading back. I think we are selecting one of those two guys. So um, Joey Porter Jr. to the Patriots at number 18. He's finally going to land here. Uh, the Patriots, they need help in the secondary. They Jalen Mills was not great last year. Um, they got guys like Jonathan Jones, who was a free agent, and uh, Jack Jones as well, who was a rookie last year. So they still need a true cornerback one, and I think Joey Porter Jr., again, I'm not as high on him as some other people. I have a late first-round grade on him, but um, he's the pick here at number 18. Moving on to pick number 19, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers need a new left guard or possibly right guard with the exit of Shaq Mason over the last uh, few seasons, or I guess, yeah, after trading him away to the Houston Texans. So um, they're going to go ahead and select the offensive guard out of Florida, Osiris Torrance, who's one of the most uh, one of the most um, like high floor guys in this draft, in my opinion. Uh, great run blocker, uh, especially if you're going to go into next year with Baker Mayfield as your quarterback. You're going to try and run the football with Rashad White uh, and whoever else. Maybe you draft another running back later on because you no longer have like Leonard Fournette. So um, Osiris Torrance is the pick for the Bucks at number 19. And at number 20, the Seattle Seahawks are back on the clock. They selected Jalen Carter with the fifth overall pick. And right here, they're going to go wide receiver and select Quinton Johnston, the wide receiver out of TCU. So this might come as a little bit of a surprise, him over guys like Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison. But I just feel like Jordan Addison, he's gotten a lot of comparisons to Tyler Lockett, and you already have Tyler Lockett on the Seattle Seahawks. You don't really need him. So Quentin Johnson could be a guy, a good guy across from uh, DK Metcalf. You have Tyler Lockett in the slot. Maybe put Quentin Johnson as a slot. You, know, you never know. But um, the, uh, you need another wide receiver or another weapon for um, Geno Smith, and that is, especially if you go – with on the defensive side of the ball and with a number five overall pick or maybe trade back and still get a defensive player. I think that's, I think the Seahawks go one defense and one offense here, uh, one offensive player in the first round with their two first round picks. So the number 20, that's the pick for the Seahawks, Quinton Johnson. And then we go back to back for wide receivers at number 21. The Los Angeles Chargers will finally be getting a great wide receiver, a young, good wide receiver, and in my opinion, he's my wide receiver one, the best wide receiver in this draft class. It's Zay Flowers, the wide receiver out of Boston College. This guy, I I love this guy so much. He he can pretty he can he's what, five foot nine, five foot nine I think, but he's got that deep threat speed. He can go up and catch the football. He can uh, he's got great route running. I mean, Zay Flowers in my opinion is the best wide receiver in this draft class, and I don't really think it's that close. So the Chargers getting him here at number 21 is a huge steal. I think he should go probably somewhere in the teens. But Zay Flowers to the Chargers at number 21. And number 22, why not make it back-to-back-to-back for wide receivers? The Baltimore Ravens will be selecting Jordan Addison, the wide receiver out of USC. So just like Hollywood Brown, Jordan Addison has that deep threat speed. Um, for Lamar Jackson, if Lamar Jackson is your quarterback of the future in Baltimore for it moving forward, if you're going to give him a new contract. So um, Jordan Addison will be the pick for Baltimore at number 22. 
At number 23, the Minnesota Vikings are on the clock. And I know there's a lot of talk right now about the Vikings possibly selecting Hendon Hooker at number 23. But I just cannot do it. Like, you could tell me that the Vikings 100% will be selecting Hendon Hooker at number 23. I still won't mock them Hendon Hooker because there's no way. I, I To me, Hendon Hooker is a fifth-round prospect. I have a fifth-round grade on him because um, he's, well, he's 25. He has a torn ACL. He's not going to start year one for whatever team he goes to. So the Vikings here at 23, if they go ahead and hooker, that would be comedy. But instead, I have him going Brian Brzee, the defensive tackle out of Clemson, a guy who was a pretty much top 10 lock coming into the season, um, coming into the college football season last year. But in this case, uh, Brian Brzee to the Vikings at number 23, a guy that has a lot of athleticism, um, He's kind of fallen off draft boards a little bit recently and throughout the draft process this spring. But Brzee uh, to the Vikings at 23 is what I have. So that's the pick for the Vikings. At number 24, we're going to go with another defensive lineman, and that is Lucas Van Ness to the Jacksonville Jaguars. You're going to pair him up with Trayvon Walker on the other side. The Jaguars go back-to-back on edge rushers from last season and this season. So Lucas Van Ness is going to be that guy or a guy – Again, you're going off of traits here um, for Lucas Van Ness. He's not really that kind of like high floor guy. It's kind of traits and kind of develop him over the next few years if you're Jacksonville. But they did the same thing last year with Trayvon Walker, and they're hoping for a breakout year for Trayvon Walker. He was not that impressive last season. And they're going to try and do the same thing, get some more pressure on the quarterback with Lucas Van Ness. At number 25, the New York football giants are on the clock. And the New York Football Giants in this scenario are going to select Brian Branch, the safety out of Alabama. Brian Branch, um, the best safety in this class by far. He can play safety. He can play nickel. Uh, I've talked about before he can play like that Buffalo nickel role that Washington had Landon Collins play for a little bit uh, two seasons ago. So the Giants, there's not really that many great play, great selections here for them at um, 25. I, there's like nothing really for need, especially with – Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, Quinn Johnson all off the board. It's a little bit too early to draft a guy like Josh Downs or Jonathan Mingo or Xavier Hutchinson maybe, but um, or Jalen Hyatt. So I wouldn't draft any of those wide receivers this high. So they're going to go with safety, and they're going to select Brian Branch here at number 25. And then another NFC East team at number 26, the Dallas Cowboys will select Miles Murphy to try and boost that defensive line. Murphy, uh, similar to his teammate Brian Brzee, was a pretty much a top ten, maybe even top five lock uh, going into this, going into the last college football season. But that Clemson defensive line really did not impress last year. Basically, that Clemson team in general did not really impress besides their run game. But Miles um, Murphy to the Cowboys at number twenty six is kind of like a you wouldn't really think of it at number twenty six, but you know it's a Jerry Jones pick. Um, and that's what the Cowboys are going to do at 26, in my opinion. Moose is on the number 27, where the Buffalo Bills are on the clock, and they will select Michael Mayer, the tight end out of Notre Dame. So the first tight end gets drafted in this mock draft, and that will be at number 27. So a lot of teams passing up on tight ends. I know the Cowboys could have gone tight end at number 26, especially with Mayer and Kincaid both on the board still. But I think they're going to go with one later on. Michael Mayer will go to the Bills at number 27. Oh, yeah, 27. I don't think Dawson Knox is going to stop them from selecting a guy like Michael Mayer. But um, 
That's the pick at 27. And then at number 28, the Cincinnati Bengals. We have three wide receivers going in a row from 21 to 23. And now back-to-back tight ends, 27 and 28. The Bengals will go hence like Dalton Kincaid. I think they're going to go, if Mayer or Kincaid is on the board, I think that's a selection for the Bengals here at number 28. I just think, I mean, you have Irv Smith as your starting tight end right now. But again, that's not stopping you from drafting a guy, a first-round talent like Michael Mayer or Dalton Kincaid in this scenario. So um, Kincaid is going to go to the Bengals. He's my tight end one. I didn't really watch any tight ends. I kind of, I'm kind of just ranked them off of vibes um, this year. But Kincaid was my uh, tight end one. Um, and then it was, I believe, Darnell Washington at number two, and then Michael Mayer at number three. So um, those are my rankings based off of vibes, and Darwin Kincaid will be a Bengal at number 28. And so that moves us on to the final three picks. Number 29, the New Orleans Saints will select Kalaja Kansi to try and boost that defensive line, that treacherous defensive line, which, again, was one of the best defensive lines in football three years ago, four years ago. But we got we to gotta remember now Cam Jordan is like 33 years old. Marcus Davenport is not that, is not good anymore, all right? Um, like that the defensive line was something that was great four years ago or five years ago. So they're out of their prime now. Kalaja Kansi, a very small defensive tackle, only six feet tall. But, uh, or I guess six foot one, actually. I think he grew an inch, six foot one. But again, he's a small defensive tackle, but he's got a whole lot of pass rush moves. Um, he's got good strength as well. So that's what the Saints are going to do here. Number 29 moves us on to number 30 where the Philadelphia Eagles, the NFC champions are back on the clock earlier on. They selected B. John Robinson. This time they're going to go on the defensive side where they're going to select Addy Tamiwa, Addy Barre, the, uh, edge rusher out of, I believe Northwestern. I could be wrong. I'm, I'm blanking right now. I think I'm blanking. Hold on. All right. Uh, it's either Northwestern or yeah, yeah, that is Northwestern. Okay, I was blanking for a second, but yeah, I was I was confusing him with Felix Anaduki Uzama out of uh, Kansas State. So the Eagles are going to go with Adi Tamiwa here, um, and a guy to boost their to pass rush. He can play inside, he can play outside, um, really can play anywhere similar to Tyree Wilson on that defensive line. Um, and he's going to help this Eagles defensive line, which still got guys like Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, some guys that will be retiring soon. So that's the pick for Philadelphia, number 30. And then the final pick of the first round at number 31, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl champions, will be selecting Jameer Gibbs, the running back out of Alabama. So Alabama gets a nut. They start off the first round with an Alabama player, two Alabama players, actually. And they cap things off with an Alabama player. Four Bama players, I believe, being selected in the first round. Bryce Doug, Will Anderson, Brian Branch, and Jameer Gibbs now. So Gibbs boosts this Chiefs backfield. It has Isaiah Pacheco. But a guy like Gibbs who can spread the field is just like exactly what you need um, if you want to go back-to-back. And if you want to win two in four years or two in five – yeah, two in four years if you're the Chiefs. So – um. That's the pick here for the Chiefs at number 31, and that will wrap up this year's 2023 Sportsline mock draft for uh, this year. So that is it. Bryce Young to the Panthers, Will Anderson to the Texans to start things off and to cap things off. The Eagles get Adi Tamimo, Adi Barare, and the Chiefs get Jameer Gibbs. Some other highlights of this, Tennessee moving up to number three um, with Arizona to select C.J. Stroud, their possible fr- franchise quarterback of the future. 
And then Detroit um, moving up four spots to select Nolan Smith, the edge rusher out of Georgia, a guy who really impressed a lot of people at the NFL scouting combine. Washington went ahead at 16 and selected Deontay Banks, but again, don't be surprised if they trade down during the actual draft on Thursday night. So I think I think there's more of a chance that Washington trades down on Thursday night than actually selects a player at number 16. We're just going to have to wait and see, though. Um, hopefully, Washington makes some good moves on draft night and throughout the entire draft, select some good players because, yeah, that'll be it for this week's episode of Keeping Up With The Commanders, the entire mock draft for this year all 31 picks again the dolphins forfeited theirs because of their ownership situation so um yeah that'll be it for this week's episode of keeping up with the commanders another episode will be out next week tuesday at 9 a.m see you guys in the next one peace